I think when I first got there it was really overwhelming because it's obviously it's so different it's like a huge culture shock but then like the travel and the experiences that I got from it were like once in a lifetime like I'm so glad I went because it was so different. Leona Surrey from Huddersfield is studying psychology at Lancaster University but spent 2023 in Malaysia. Also just having only ever lived in like small towns in the north of England Mm. to then move to like a big city in Malaysia was like crazy I think it changed me a lot I don't know like I think I grew a lot from it as a person. Since 2006 Lancaster has collaborated with Sunway University around an hour from Kuala Lumpur and as Leona found out is a world away from the Lancashire campus. Her friend and fellow psychology student Alice Maidley also spent her third year away from Lancaster. So I did my third year last year in Madrid, in Spain. It wasn't actually my first choice. My first choice was to go to Uni of South Australia, but there was only one space available. But I was glad I ended up getting it, to be honest, because it was nice that the time zone wasn't too different, but there was still enough of a cultural difference for it to be clear that I wasn't in England. Whereas if I'd gone to Australia, I think it's more similar to England, perhaps, like there's no language barrier. Yeah, so I went there for a year, I did two semesters at iUniversity. It was good because I got to study different things to what I would study in Lancaster. I think I got to choose 30% of my modules that were non-psychology based. So I did a few business modules because it was a very business-oriented school, some philosophy, which was interesting because it was from like a different perspective. And there wasn't many English students in my uni either. Anyway, can I also thank our sponsors for... University's UK Internationals Mobility Conference, held at Lancaster, aims to share ideas and innovation, which will allow more students to gain experience abroad. The first gathering since the pandemic, delegates are all too aware that the world has changed. The chair, Professor Neville Wiley. Universities have been involved in global mobility for years, but the whole concept of mobility is coming under pressure. It's coming under pressure because of environmental issues, it's coming under pressure because of financial issues as well. So this is a really important time for us to come together, first time since since COVID, to share notes, pass good practice over, and really I think to sharpen up what we're doing as a sector to make sure that we maximise the benefit of global mobility for our students in a, in a responsible way. And because it is the first one since COVID, I mean, do you think in the last three or four years it's been a bit of a a bit of a hiatus or a bit of a gap in, in, in knowledge and sharing? Yes, certainly, certainly. I mean, everything closed during COVID and we're sort of, we're, we're coming into the sunny uplands blinking and, and so forth. But, there, but it's not just that, it's also that the, the environment has changed. There are different uh, funding mechanisms that have been in existence for three or four years, different levels of opportunity. Um, so it's hugely important that we come together and share these ideas. Do you feel a sense of kind of having to make up time because of that gap, because of COVID? Yeah, certainly, certainly, uh, uh, that, that, that's certainly a, the case. Um, but it's also, I think, we've got to be more innovative uh, about it. So it's not just picking up lo- a lost ground, it's actually changing the way we do things, uh, thinking about different ways of engaging our, our students and our stakeholders and, and giving them the opportunity to go abroad in a, an environmentally sustainable and sensible sort of way. And it's not just universities that have changed since the pandemic. Students' expectations and attitudes have altered too. Jamie Arrowsmith is a director of Universities UK International. One of the things that the pandemic really taught us is that students like being on campus. Virtual learning is fantastic and there's always a place for it and blended learning. Um, but really it's the face-to-face experience that people value. 
And I think that really applies to global mobility as well. There's a huge amount that we can do virtually, and I think that's fantastic. And we have to recognize that 90% of students will not have the opportunity to go overseas. So providing them with opportunities to engage in virtual projects, internationalization home is really important. But that opportunity to go overseas and have an international experience as part of your studies, um, it re all the data suggests it has a transformative impact on people and in terms of their outcomes of their degrees, um, their confidence and some of the survey data that I presented in my presentation, students reflect that having that mobility experience has made them more confident. It's given them the skills, the intercultural communication skills that they think is going to make them more employable in the future. And I think if you bring that together, it's just a really valuable experience. And I think it's really important that we don't lose sight of the fact that this has to be a key part of our offer to students as well. UUK aims to increase the proportion of students with international experience, especially those from low participation backgrounds. Nottingham Trent University has links with universities in China, India, Uganda, Taiwan, France, Canada and Ukraine. Yeah, I'm Julie Page, European Mobility Manager, Nottingham Trent University. Uh, Cheryl Roundsville, Head of Global Student Opportunities, Nottingham Trent University. These kinds of events really kind of re-motivate you, re-energize you. Students were apprehensive to go abroad again after the, the pandemic period, but we've saw, there was definitely interest there, but I think they needed a little bit more hand-holding to, to get ready for the period abroad. We have seen an increase in students wanting to take shorter mobilities, um, so the year-long mobilities are perhaps on the decline slightly, um, but semester and short mobilities, four, four to eight weeks, are definitely on the increase. There are a lot of challenges now. We're trying to help them and convince them that it's still worth it to get that experience. And when they do, we see such a transformation in them. And I think that's why we do this job is because we love to see that transformation when they come back. They're different people. They're just, their horizons are so wide and they're so culturally sensitive and all. It's just wonderful to see. We've seen, I guess, any number of um, you know case studies. People have come back who've perhaps been a bit shy or a bit worried about going abroad. But when they've come back, they've perhaps come and thanked you and hopefully brought you a nice present to say thank you for encouraging us. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the funding doesn't doesn't run to presents, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> but it is transformational. I mean, the, the, when the students return, the confidence levels are incredible, and we always encourage students who come back to be ambassadors for us, to attend events for us, to encourage students to go who are thinking about going. So um, so we put you know we put their, their, to, them to good use basically to, to promote. And I was born and bred in Nottingham so didn't have the opportunity to, to go and study or work abroad when I was growing up. So and I absolutely love travel. So I come at it from the perspective of to try and get students to experience what I didn't have the opportunity to do because your time is now, take that, grab that um, opportunity while you can and, and go and try it at least, even for a short time. first one here uh, is for Alyssa. Um, what metrics did you show senior management to show the impact that allowed you to grow uh, the number of students? Working with universities to increase the number of students with international experiences and intercultural understanding might sound worthwhile, 
but how to finance it remains an issue, and one that was a common theme. The UK's mobility programme, the Turing Scheme, has brought benefits, but other ways of financing experiences abroad were shared at the conference. The University of Westminster's Head of Global Mobility and Study Abroad, Eduardo Lees, and Alyssa Martin, Senior Alumni Networks Manager, says flexibility is key. Funding, money. Money is the biggest barrier. Providing funding to support students to go abroad. Duration, not everyone can take kind of a semester or uh, even four weeks off, off work. So um, providing the opportunity for students to go either for five days or more gives that flexibility to allow it to flip, uh, kind of fit in with their, with their lives. And then a variety of destinations that might attract students. Some people might not feel confident going further afield. Some people might want to stay close to home. Some people might have a link to another country. So just providing that variety. It's really amazing to see even in just a week the transition from when students meet at Heathrow Airport to when they land back at Heathrow Airport. They are putting themselves out of their comfort zone and you learn so much about yourself when you do that. So there are the skills that they learn, they learn about different organizations, they learn about different roles in terms of Westminster working cultures, um, but they learn about confidence, they learn about um, timekeeping, self-management. Um, and they put themselves out there in a way that they wouldn't do back in London. So to witness that is just incredible. One student who we took to Cairo, spent a week in Cairo, and during that week just seeing his growth and his, like, he kind of actually said that he stood taller after that week in Cairo. And then he went back the summer afterwards with fun. So that was with Westminster, Westminster Working Cultures. And then we supported him with the Global Experience Bursary Westminster to go back. And he spent two months there. And then out of that experience, he now wants to teach English abroad. He's going to explore other kind of um, links. He was studying Arabic, so also that supported that as well. So, yeah, really, really wonderful. That's kind of why we do what we do. Lancaster University has four overseas teaching partnerships offering validated Lancaster degrees. With the recognition that mobility works both ways, Dr Cynthia Thorson, Deputy Provost of Lancaster's Ghana campus, sets out the benefits. We have about 350, 360 students on campus. It's in Accra, which is the capital of Ghana. We have seven undergraduate programmes and one postgraduate programme. From what you've been hearing today, this, those kinds of links, you seem to be perhaps at the forefront of making sure that students have the opportunity to, to go abroad. I guess it works both ways. Every year we have students who come uh, from Ghana to the UK. We haven't been as successful in getting students from the UK to Ghana. We've had, I believe, a couple of students who have, for example, we've had one student who came and did an internship in Ghana over a summer period. We've also, uh, with the EMBA program, the students can take modules in Lancaster and Ghana. So we've had students from Ghana come take EMBA modules in Lancaster, and we've had a student from Lancaster come and take an EMBA module in Ghana. UK, you know, as they said in the presentation, is becoming less and less of a attraction when it comes to education. In terms of the quality of the education, no problem at all. Absolutely, I think UK still sits right at the top when it comes to quality education. It's the experience after the education that's a problem. And if we can find, I'm not quite sure we're going to be convincing the UK government to change its mind about, you know, visas and, and, and all of that. So I think as a sector we need to think of alternative ways of ensuring that students who come to the UK get an educational experience can still build up employability skills that are relevant. So for example, go to Ghana, 
Vodafone is in Ghana, Nestle is in Ghana, Twitter is in Ghana, Google is in Ghana, uh, Unilever is in Ghana. If we could make links with those companies, those multinational companies in the countries of origin, we could still provide students with experience of working for UK companies, but probably in a different country, in a different context. And I think, you know, we've just got to find creative ways of keeping UK relevant and attractive as an education hub. Collaboration is the key. No one university has the answer. And, and therefore, conversations like this are really important. A campus in Indonesia is about to become Lancaster's fifth teaching partner, Vice-Chancellor Professor Andy Schofield. We've consistently wanted to be open to the world and send our students out into that open world as well. And we do believe in building bridges and not walls. And this is an example of it, whether we're talking about our um, international campuses or whether we're talking about students going out or coming here to be educated and to do research. It's a really important part of Lancaster's DNA. It's a tricky time, isn't it? Having just gone through the pandemic, not all students want to go away for a period of time, you know, a bit of concern and also money, the expense of going abroad as well. So how do you kind of make that work? Yeah, I think it's a very important question and recognising that those opportunities for them to be most effective do need to be open to everybody. Um, and people have different needs and uh, different stages of life. So making something possible is, is almost the starting point. Whether it's, and, and I know this conference has talked about sort of micro visits um, at small scale, doing things virtually to open people's eyes to what might be possible before migrating to perhaps longer term visits outwards uh, and maybe even playing a part in a global classroom, for example, as part of your studies. We have this great international research conference where we bring together students from all of our international partnerships and indeed some of our UK partnerships into one big meeting. Um, it's a great global event that happens virtually but it gives people a chance to experience other cultures other ways of doing things. I always enjoyed travel and as a student traveled a lot my degree was quite prescribed so didn't offer the possibility of travel during it but before and in the summer I, I studied and worked often overseas and as a research student uh, I had the chance to go and work in France for three months which I, I did and really enjoyed and then as a physicist we have conferences and activity all over the world and I worked overseas as well. So international is really important to me and you know, it, it's not the easiest thing to do. You, you spend part of your time adapting to a new life um, but then you start to see how people doing things different can really enrich your way of thinking and your way of living. But I guess when it comes to universities as well, this group of people, there's a danger, isn't there, that each university perhaps thinks of itself as the most important in a bit of a silo. So having an event like this at Lancaster shows that you know you are better, stronger together. I think that's absolutely true. And I think just hearing the buzz, people are sharing ideas. There's no sense of kind of holding to yourself some of your state secrets within an institution. I think we're all motivated by the same thing, which is that what we do in the UK, the students that we have and bring to the UK and send out from the UK are a fantastic asset, of which an international experience only augments. Yes, yeah, so my name is Natalia Sienkiewicz and I come from Poland. Uh, it's very close to Krakow, yeah, from the south of Poland. Uh, learning how to travel in a better way and also like the new culture. I was very keen on learning Italian because my last year I spent in Italy. So yeah, I also managed to travel across the Europe to visit my friends and just like seeing new places. So that was very important experience for me because I just learned how to get used to better, to seeing more new people and like learning about their cultures, be more understanding and open for those new things and just being able to also like contribute myself and just give myself to others. Like I don't 
don't know whether you know what I mean, but basically just like to yeah, approach people in a better way, to be more understanding and be open-minded. And that's what it's all about, like this open-mindedness. Like all the experience that I got abroad, basically, is just about being able to smoothly interact with others and also being able to find my, my way in all this world. So yeah, actually having to manage in this new country, like to study there and still do my best because it's, it's also all for the university, for my education. Before actually I was very shy. I used to, yeah, I would never agree actually to take part in the interview. And now I'm just like, yeah, trying to approach new things and be open for what life's given me. So I'm also trying to use many opportunities at Lancaster, so like taking part in the extra stuff, trying to volunteer and just approach new people and try new things, like just to learn more. <laughs> and while existing collaborations may well be thriving, the conference heard more about India's education ambitions. Alison Barrett is the country director for the British Council in India. So India is embarking on a really massive reform agenda launched in 2020 by the National Education Policy and sustained by a number of different initiatives to change regulations, to make it easier for internationalisation, easier for engagement, for global mobility. So it's a really exciting time to be working in education in India. The size and scale of the higher education system is really astonishing. Over 1,100 universities, about 40,000 colleges, about 2,000 standalone institutions, 80 million students, places needed to reach the gross enrollment ratio target of 50% by 2035. So yeah, it's mind-boggling. India has so much to offer, and India and the UK working together, pooling their collective resources around research and innovation, can really create the solutions that we need to support global challenges and global issues. So together during COVID, for example, we collaborated on the COVID vaccine. So I think it's, um, it's about seeing the benefits and the opportunity that India can bring to the UK and making sure that our UK students have the opportunity to experience the modern India, to experience and learn from the indigenous practices, the sustainable practices, but also from the incredible innovation that happens in India as well. With an election in the UK likely this year and the world a more unpredictable place, Delegates have much to ponder, but for Jamie Arrowsmith, the director of University of UK International, the opportunities are there too. There was some really interesting research, I think it was from LSE, um, that pointed to some of the intangible benefits of mobility experience. And one of the things it, it suggested was that those who have studied overseas, they have a more global outlook and they were more likely to see themselves as global citizens. And when that came down to their own decision making, they were more likely to think of the global impact of their decisions than students that haven't had those experiences. So yes, it's important that we consider the sustainability and the climate impact, but we have to set that alongside the wider benefits that we get for individuals, but also to the UK as well. And for Leona and Alice, their experience abroad has changed their outlook on life and may well lead to a very different career path. I was literally just saying, I think, because I'm from like a small town and then Lancaster's like a very quiet small town, I always just thought like, I'm a country girl, but like <laughs> living in a city last year, I think I'm like, now I kind of want to move somewhere with a bit more like hustle and bustle. I was thinking mm. maybe somewhere in Europe, yeah. but not sure. Yeah, I think sounds I'll good. Yeah. And it just makes you realise how many other places there I haven't been to. Yeah, so true. So I kind of want to do that, but... 
again, we don't have like funding as soon as you graduate, it's just off yeah. your own back. So I think I might get some money over summer yeah. and then I don't know, I need to plan. I'm very unprepared so far, but the plan is just to kind of get out my comfort zone, maybe teach English somewhere. Yeah, yeah that's but about th- it. Th- are, these are all things, thoughts you've had as a result of going abroad, which you wouldn't, wouldn't have happened before, would it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought of this. I would have just thought, apply to every internship that's on LinkedIn, like <laughs> in Manchester or whatever, but now that's just not the route I want to go down anymore. <laughs>